0: Hey, this is Thomas from Amplify Agile Podcast. We talk about all things on Agile and digital transformation. This is Thomas from Amplify Agile. We talk about all things on Agile and digital transformation. Today's topic is annual planning. I am so proud to have with me David. David is Vice President at Maryville Consulting Group, the company that guides businesses through technology transformations. Welcome David.
1: Hey Thomas, thanks for having me and excited for the conversation today.
0: Well, David, before we get into the details on the new modern agile planning, um, I want to understand why this topic is so important. Like, uh, what is the tra- problem with the traditional planning and, and why doesn't it fit for the modern lean agile working?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question to start with. And we'll give good background for the conversation that we'll have today. I think really in my mind, there's three things that organizations are trying to do or need to do as it relates to continuous planning. Uh, The first is around um, accountability to the outcomes that we're planning against and building strategies Mm -hmm. for, as well as delivering for. Um, Insights associated to those outcomes so that we can make meaningful decisions in that planning process. And then finally, governance that um, is flexible and dynamic enough to be able to help an organization move quickly uh, when they need to, but uh, rigid enough and uh, flexible enough at the same time to be able to have those quarterly um, planning sessions or trimester or biannual, what, whatever is really needed for the organization and having that flexibility is important.
0: Okay. Yeah. So how starts are that Agile and lean portfolio management affect these planning processes?
1: Yeah, so um, lean portfolio management is a a great practice. I think what we try to focus on most is making sure that it's very, very lean as Mm -hmm. it goes through different stages and criteria, really focusing on what is going to be the outcome Um, Who is it going to impact? And then what is in and out of scope? It's the most important question as we go through a lean business case. Um, And even during the uh, process of an epic hypothesis, it sets good, clear boundaries around um, what will be in and what will be out. And and I really align that back up to the accountability um, and the insights piece to say, how are we having a portfolio owner or a product owner go through that process of lean portfolio management emphasis on the lean you know there's a lot of fields that one has to fill out there but um, making sure it's the right information uh, to provide those insights to leadership and Mm -hmm. um, really the rest of the organization that's impacted by that strategy
0: yeah perfect and with that lean business cases you know what budgeting is needed so how i'm curious how this works in detail how this is than working with the IT finance on 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 budgeting, do it like a on product owners level or portfolio level, or or how how would you concrete come to numbers and financials?
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question, and uh, I see a lot of our portfolio owners and product owners as we're working with organizations really attached at the hip um, in terms of understanding not only what the work is, but mm-hmm what it's going to cost. And I think this is one of the biggest gaps that we see in the industry today is just um, there's accountability for the strategy, but there's not accountability for the cost or the benefit side. And I think IT finance is really starting to understand that they need to be a partner to those Mm -hmm. portfolio and product owners to help, um, help them get to what is it gonna cost from people, applications, other you know, miscellaneous costs that will be needed to manage the product. And then also helping define KPIs and OKRs that those product owners can use to build out their benefit statement. The last thing that we want is someone to use a calculation as part of an equation that's gonna help with scalability and mm-hmm. Five other product owners are using five other numbers to calculate that too. That doesn't give unity when we show up to, uh, to talk about the benefit um, that is going to be had. So I think IT finance, big partner, but also needs to kind of shift uh, their way around. It's not just about the cost. They can also start to take on some of that benefit management and um, helping with some of those consistent numbers that product and portfolio owners can use
0: yeah yeah when you talk about that shift uh, based on your experience what would you recommend what should organization consider when they plan such a shift
1: yeah i think um, it kind of goes both ways for us I, i think in most organizations uh you know they're they've got an it finance group that is trying to figure out their processes and they start to build the bridge over to the product or portfolio management organization to build that relationship and talk about some of the insights that they could uh, provide. Or it's the product organization not really understanding their costs and wanting to get better at the benefit side and reaching out to IT finance to be able to to do that. And I think if done right, you can take an IT finance organization and really start to have them looking at the entire enterprise as it relates Mm -hmm. to costing and benefit management. I think um, when you set yourself up in this portfolio and product structure, you're basically um, having those portfolio owners and those product owners manage kind of a small business as it relates Mm -hmm. to the enterprise. And in most cases that it finance organization is probably in the best position to be able to, to manage that because of, um, the way that they've cost and kind of track those costs over a number of years.
0: Yeah, but there are a lot lot of changes needed, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, that's a transition process. And I think, yeah, maybe you can give an example of an organization that that made such a shift.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll talk about one that um, really didn't have either competency, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really what we took them through is uh, three stages. One is, formation, so defining what that taxonomy is, what the roles and responsibilities are, what the processes are. And we looked at it from both lenses of strategy, execution, and really the insights of it. Um, And as we went through formation, then we started to then educate the organization and start to build out ways of enabling these practices and those processes and that taxonomy throughout the org. And then we activated those teams um, in these new ways of working and one of the the critical components that we had during the activation process is really around being able to create a roadmap which is now next and later focused and also what we call is the product p l and the product p l looks at the cost side of it as well as the benefit and shows up with the right insights so that we can make those decisions in the continuous planning process so we focused on that with the organization for about a year and the example that we had come up within the last year was they were going through a process of um changing the priorities on in another part of the organization that was not working in these new ways
0: yeah can can elaborate a bit on that roadmap on product tnl you were talking about what's what's actually the content of that one
1: yeah, the product PL and um, is really focused on the cost of who is on that durable team. So mm-hmm. that durable team is made up of UI, UX uh, folks, developers, designers, business yeah. folks, um, analysts, and operations folks. And so understanding the cost profile of each one of those resources, um, the applications that they have ownership for, and you know, a lot of people talk about this. They're like, well, you know, we can't cost out an application like Salesforce. And it's like, well, you can, you just have to break it down to the modules that they own and the number of users that are on it yeah. to, be mm-hmm. able to get the application costs. And then any other like um, costs with contractors or um, third parties that need to be involved in that product um, were, are really the fundamentals of what shows up on the, the loss side of that product. And then the profit side is really looking at what is the, projected benefit versus realized benefit um, of the work that they're completing. And that's another place where IT finance can help validate those numbers so that we're showing up with, you know, this isn't just David's view of the benefit. This has actually been validated across common practices and, uh, you know, feedback that we're receiving or our numbers that we're getting from, from, uh, you know, sales or marketing or whoever it might be. Yeah.
0: Sounds like there's a lot that needs to be aligned. These strategies need portfolio and roadmaps and uh, i t financials, and these are all big processes that are coming together. What do you think uh, where could a software solution help in that context if you especially maybe also the insights you want to get are probably based on numbers as well? And
1: no, a great question. I think the best software is going to be able to provide insights and the ability to capture what our strategy is going to be with Uh numbers that are going to tie back into what it's going to cost and what we're going to get benefit from. Um, And also being able to capture that strategy and tie it to the execution side. So it's kind of like the three legs of a stool. You've got to be able to define your strategy. You've got to be able to manage and measure the execution of that strategy. And then you Mm -hmm. need uh, the costing information that's, that's really going to be critical for um, what you're investing and what you're getting out of, um, you know, the product or the portfolio. And so I think um, in most cases, you know, Aptio target process is a, a great solution for that because it does connect our, you know, the strategy side as well as the costing side, um, you know, coupled with the execution.
0: Well, thanks. Nice to hear. Um yeah, as a summary, uh, what what uh, is there any yeah like guidance and and final word you and recommendations you would give to our audience?
1: Yeah, I would just say that um, it's a journey, and uh, I would just say go into it with pragmatic problem solving skills and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there are going to be certain things that you're going to be crawling with, um, but know that that progress is better than than doing nothing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there are going to be some competencies that you're going to be able to run with. And, you know, I think uh, you've just got to always have a balance to that. It's uh, each one of these decisions is always a balance. And um, mm-hmm. as long as you've got your stakeholders aligned to it, like any good product owner would, um, you can make some amazing steps forward in these areas.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much, David, for your valuable insights. And thank you for joining us today. We are available as video and podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So please feel free to like and subscribe and put us any questions you may have in the comment section and see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us today. We are available as video and podcast anywhere podcast can be found. So feel free to subscribe and follow for updates.